Guardian Unlimited. After another eventful weekend, Lewis Hamilton puts all the fuss behind him to score his third win of 2007 and extend his lead of the championship. Kimi Raikkonen chases Hamilton home to finish a strong second for Ferrari. Nick Heidfeld takes the final podium place, the BMW driver fending off the McLaren of Fernando Alonso. Hello and welcome to Hungary and the 11th round of the World Championship, an event that had just as much drama off the track as on it. This is Morris Hamilton of The Observer bringing you the Formula One show for Guardian Unlimited. And I'm joined by Ian Phillips, Business Affairs Manager of Spiker. Now, Ian, let's just reflect a little bit on the happenings uh, overnight with the FIA uh, examining the incident in the pit lane at the end of qualifying yesterday when uh, one McLaren driver appeared to hold the other one up. As a result of that, Fernando Alonso has lost pole position he's gone to sixth in the grid Lewis Hamilton moves from second to first and also the McLaren team will not were not allowed to score any points in the Grand Prix what was your take on that first of all can I ask you were you surprised that the FIA was getting involved in what really is a domestic issue in many ways within McLaren yeah, I was. I just see of no business of uh, the FIA at all. There is something in the race uh, in the races about no team orders, but this is qualifying, and there's it's nobody else's business other than the teams how they run it. I think McLaren made a mistake, deliberate or otherwise. They having got Alonso's cars, no problem in holding them in the pits. We all we all do that until the track's clear, whatever. But move them out of the tire change box, do uh, Hamilton's tires, and let him go. If he doesn't want to wait, let him go. There was, to me, it definitely looked like they were going to sabotage, deliberately sabotage Hamilton's chances of, of going for pole. But that's a team issue. It's actually the only person that can complain about that is Hamilton. Well, I don't think he's going to write to Max Mosley and say, dear Mr. President, my team are not treating me fairly. Um, he's got to go and have it out and say, listen, guys, what's, what's going on here? Um, yeah, what it has got to do with the FIA, I really, really don't know. And I don't think I'll ever understand. No, we had a statement from the FIA which, which made it quite clear, actually, that uh, there was a countdown, as you described, Ian, that Alonso was held until there would be a gap on the track, albeit there was only about three cars on the track, so quite why they needed to do that, I don't know. But they did it. The issue seems to be that once the countdown was completed, Alonso then stayed for another 10 seconds of his own volition. He claims he was talking about with the team about what sort of tyres they'd put on. Big deal. But that 10 seconds, those 10 seconds were vital because it held up Lewis Hamilton just enough so he couldn't get the last lap in. So really, I think Alonso is guilty of something in that disrespect. I'm sure so. I mean, he's the man in, in control of the car. People could have pushed him out of the way, uh, if you like, but I think there was such a fragile relationship between Alonso and his employers. I mean, it's quite extraordinary to think that that, that is the case. He moved there as a two-time world champion. He, he signed 
actually a year before he won his second championship to to go there it was a, the dream move of of the century really that uh, Ron Dennis managed to prize him away from uh, from from Renault and from what I understand it's been a sour relationship from from day one uh, and I honestly don't expect it to last beyond the uh, beyond beyond this year I really don't I just don't see how they can repair it and yesterday you'd have to say it was Alonso he refused to move his car now accepting that accepting that he refused to move it he's been penalized uh, some places on the grid but what did surprise me was the team then not being allowed to score points in round 11 the Hungarian Grand Prix I've never known this happen before have you no, it's a total new one to me. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. This is a team matter. This is a domestic matter for McLaren Mercedes. It's nothing to do with the FIA, to be honest. Yeah, I think patriots that we are, we all felt very sorry for Lewis because he didn't have a shot at going for pole. And we know how grid position is vitally important at, the, at this circuit. But what on earth has it got to do uh, with the FIA? I, I, I'm never going to understand that. I feel very sorry for McLaren. I'm poor old Ron Dennis. On Tuesday, he must have thought, uh, everything's sorted. I've got away at the World Council meeting. Everything's fine. I'm, my two drivers are leading the Drivers' Championship. We're leading the Constructors' Championship. We're going off to Hungary. Nice clean race this that and the other we'll probably be quite good there we'll go into a three-week break still leading both championships and ever these old worlds turned upside down there was some clown from italy writing to the fia saying uh poor old ferrari i mean and this is this is the man that's got the uh, the rights to produce ferrari watches for christ's sake <laughs> writing to the fia and saying hey <laughs> what's going on here and uh, poor old ron the whole thing's you know, really turned on its shoulder. I feel sorry because actually McLaren do a super job. The only thing they can ever be guilty of, and this is probably uh, the problem here, is overmanagement. And you know, we all count down cars and things like that. And to be honest, it's vitally important here at Hungary. All right, we found out there were only four cars on the track, but getting a clear run here is is very important. But you know, I think they just over overmanaged themselves, and then Alonso thought, "Well, I'll just I'll just stick my two pennies worth or ten seconds worth in here, and um, you know, we'll stuff my teammate." Now, you you mentioned actually the the World Council meeting where McLaren were cleared, and then suddenly now it's going to appeal. The Ferrari is going to appeal court. I guess we have to say that this business of the uh, that we're talking about here in the pit lane in in Hungary. And, the, and the, the way it's reflecting badly on McLaren could influence the way the appeal court goes, couldn't it? Yeah, it's, this weekend is a bit unfortunate for the McLaren image, if you like. They're sort of, you know, under, under suspicion uh, as a result of the last hearing. Listen, we, we think that you're guilty, but there's no penalty, but we're keeping, it, we're keeping an eye on you. And here we are, they're involved in a major incident which we, you and I agree is a domestic one, but the FIA have got themselves involved and you have to think, oh dear, this is all stacking up against them and it's going to require uh, all the, the wit and wisdom of uh, the brains down in, in Woking to really convince the FIA, unfortunately, uh, that they're an innocent party here. What is such a shame, Morris, is we've got a great world championship, one of the best ones we've had for years. Two drivers, 
and two teams, I'm sorry, four drivers and two teams, nothing to choose between them. They've all won races. It's absolutely brilliant. They're building up to a fantastic climax. And we've got all this nonsense going on about rules and spying and stuff like that. To be honest, who cares? It's been going on forever and a day. I wonder what Colin Chapman's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's just get on with the racing. Thanks, Ian. Ian, uh, after 70 very difficult laps, as always, around this very tight and twisting circuit, Lewis Hamilton seemed to put all the, well, all the concern, all the drama, all the gossip, uh, all the fuss behind him and just get on with the job. But, but, but he, was, um, he didn't have a minute to let up, did he? Because he'd Raikkonen on his tail all the way. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> there, is, there is no let up in this circuit. There's no straights to speak of. Everything's a corner. Um, every time you have to overtake somebody, and in his case, lapping slower cars after about 20 laps, there's a danger that you might have to go offline. And every time you go offline, you, you get onto what we call marbles, particles of rubber that uh, destroy your tyres. And it, it requires immense concentration for really quite a long time. It's quite a long race, an hour and well over an hour and three quarters, I, I think, one of the longer races of the, of the year because it's a slow circuit. But he did an immaculate job. And, you know, so much else has been going on, as we've discussed over the weekend. And to be honest, this was probably his greatest win in, in, in many ways because of the, the real concentration required. Put the fact that he's fallen out with his teammate probably fallen out with his team temporarily got to put that to the back of his mind start from pole position and just go and blitz it which which he did well blitz it uh, everybody else he did have Raikkonen in his mirrors throughout not a moment could he just let up and think oh blimey I'll just have a breather you can't he didn't and of course, just to put it all in perspective, Ian, uh, Lewis Hamilton was explaining to us that he had to start the day by coming in and talking to every member of the team to reassure them. And he says to apologise for his actions yesterday, which I think he was referring to the beginning of qualifying when he didn't let Fernando Alonso through. Uh, the reason he didn't do that, by the way, was because Alonso wasn't quick enough, didn't follow him out of the pit lane closely enough and didn't come by and he, Hamilton, pushed on. That's what sparked off the trouble. And so he made sure that everybody was feeling happy about that but imagine he had to sleep in that last night and he had to come in knowing that part of the problems that he'd concerned meant that his team and all the mechanics around him were not going to score championship points were therefore not going to earn any bonus money and that's a difficult thing for a 22 year old lad to bear on his shoulders walking into the paddock yeah i mean i i didn't realize <clears throat> until after the race that he that he'd done that this morning gone around and apologize to everybody i have this feeling that winners don't apologize i, I think it was probably the the correct thing for him to do but i think in his own head he's thinking i'm going to win this world championship and nobody is going to get in my way not my teammate nobody i'm the i'm the winner here um and you know if if my teammate's going to act like a little crybaby and behave pathetically which is perhaps what he what he did yesterday yesterday certainly petulantly um I'm not going to have any truck with it. I'm going to get on and I'm going to go and win the race. It's just what he did and nobody's going to take it away from him. I thought it was really petty of the FIA not to allow anybody from McLaren to at least collect a cup. Forget the fact they're not going to score any points. I thought it was really pathetic not to allow a representative of McLaren to go up there and collect the Constructors' Cup. 
Uh, it's interesting that somebody who would have liked to have been on that podium, of course, was Alonso himself, and he pushed mightily to try and take that third place away from Nick Heidfeld towards the end. But it showed that in Hungary, if you get pushed down the grid, which he was, he was on uh, a controversial pole position, shall we say. Certainly he should have been on the front row of the grid, down to the third row, sixth place. And he never, re the start, he just didn't make up the ground and he never recovered, as you do at this place. No, his biggest problem, I mean, Morris, think of your worst ever nightmare in Hungary, 50 laps behind Ralph Schumacher <laughs> in a Toyota. And that's what happened. <laughs> he, he did make a bit of a mess of the start, um, recovered a, a couple of positions very quickly, but then found himself stuck behind Ralph Schumacher, didn't get past him until the second uh, tyre stop. And, and then he showed us a bit of pace. But, you know, uh, he was paying the penalty, to be honest, uh, of, of what, what he did yesterday. And, OK, it was damage limitation and he got some points for, for fourth place. But, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be feeling incredibly frustrated, probably really not sure of where his season's going and certainly his, his long-term future right now. I think he's a very confused man. I wonder, are we going to look back on this as quite a pivotal race, Ian, insofar as uh, Fernando Alonso had won the previous round in Germany, closed the gap down from 12 points to just two after Lewis Hamilton failed to score, and now it's swung the other way, and of course there's only six races left. If he had won, if he, Alonso, had won here, it would have been a different story, wouldn't it? Yeah, but what a great championship it is, yeah. isn't it? It's really terrific. Um, I'm still, as I said after the uh, European Grand Prix two weeks ago, I'm still to be convinced that McLaren have the best I still think the Ferrari is uh, very good. I thought Raikkonen looked look remarkably good again the, this afternoon. While the championship is seesawing between two McLaren drivers, uh, Alonso and, uh, and Hamilton, I don't think they can be complacent. There's six very, very tricky races to, to, to come up. Ferrari's a very good team. McLaren's a good team. It's a great championship. Talking about Ferrari, Ian, I would think that they actually will be kicking themselves. Well, from the moment during qualifying yesterday when they sent Felipe Massa down the pit lane without enough fuel in the car, I mean, I've never heard of Ferrari doing anything like that, not in the modern era anyway. Certainly that's something from the past. Uh, and that really compromised them from then on. And on a day when McLaren, so far anyway, up to subject to an appeal by McLaren, not scoring championship points, Ferrari should have been in there grabbing all they could. And what did they get? They got a very, very good second place for Kimi Raikkonen, really showing that, as you say, that Ferrari has got the, the performance but Massa just never recovered from 14th in the grid, finished 13th, end of story. That was, from Ferrari, a disaster really, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I was really, really disappointed with Massa. I mean, the guy's well in with the chance of, uh, of being champion this year if things are going for him. And honestly, you know, we all talk about you can't overtake here at the Hungara ring, but in a superior car like the Ferrari, he really should have made far more of an impression uh, than he did, and actually had a really dismal afternoon. He, he was very untidy, obviously a bit, uh, a bit frustrated, but it wasn't, to me, if anybody's dropping out of the championship race and almost doesn't deserve to be in it, Massa's performance this afternoon was one really that you'd say, well, he's, he's not a contender anymore. He should have made a lot more impression. Forgetting how difficult it is here, if you want to overtake, you can, and he should have done. 
And of course, if a Ferrari is not there or a McLaren not there to pick up a podium position, then guess who is? Of course, it's BMW. And this is even with them three stopping because they felt that was the way they had to go simply because the softer tyre, which of course they have to use, was not going to last. So they had to make a, the, the last stint very short. A three stop strategy was the way to do it. I didn't think it was going to pay off at one point. I thought it was going to drop them back too far. But in fact, Heidfeld was there to take the podium position and Kubica following through in fifth place just behind Alonso. Yeah, it, it was a thing I know a lot of people looked at on Friday is when, when we first ran the, the super soft tyre, it was lasting about half a lap. I mean, you, really, you couldn't see yourself being able to do a 20 lap stint on it. Um, they never, obviously, BMW and I think Williams too, never really s sorted it out uh, over the course of the weekend and decided fairly early on that three stopping was the way to go. I agree with you. I didn't think it was going to pay off uh, for Heidfeld, um, but he drove very well actually um, you almost didn't notice him uh, there at all which is I suppose praise in itself really he, you know he kept out of trouble all the time the BMW isn't anywhere near as fast as uh, the Ferrari or McLaren and Nick just kept his nose clean and got a very good podium actually uh, talking about keeping your nose clean, I mean, okay, it's Ralph Schumacher, Ian, and I know what your feelings are. But look, he did bring that Toyota home in sixth place. He did resist the pressure from Alonso in the early stages. It's the sort of place, I think, where he does, he just goes round and round and round. And if, as long as he doesn't make a mistake, he's going to end up sixth, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I was being a little bit facetious, but I mean, Murray's 50 laps behind him <laughs> round here is, is, a, is a tough call. No, actually, Ralph did a good job. He The tarmac belonged to him and he kept it. And... Um, uh, he only lost it actually in the second second pit stop. I think Alonso made a, a better, quicker uh, stop. Actually, put in a lot less fuel. I think Alonso's first stop they put a, a lot of fuel in. Appeared to put a lot of fuel in. So he was short stopping at, at the end, and he got the jump on him and and disappeared. But no, I mean Ralph did a, a good job. We have to uh, give him some credit. During the early stages of the race, and we saw uh, Heike Kovalainen start, as did his teammate Giancarlo Fisichella, start on the soft compound, which I must say was a bit of a surprise because, you know, as you were saying, they weren't really ideal for it. But, they, but Kovalainen used them twice, seemed to make them work. I thought he's going to go well here. He's going to get into the top six at, at least, but it kind of fell away uh, and almost unnoticed, really. Uh, and Giancarlo Fisichella, well, he was scratching around at the back and just didn't do anything. No, I mean, Fisichella had, uh, to, be other, uh, to be honest, another horrendous weekend and he's been having rather too many of those and with, uh, I believe, Alonso likely to walk out of McLaren at the earliest opportunity, I think he'll go marching back to Renault and say, make me champion again. Um, uh, but Kovalainen, you're right, looked very, very strong in the, in the early stages, running in the, in the top six, but I've no idea why he fell away and perhaps the soft tyres worked for them, they couldn't make the hard ones work and when they had to go on to the hard Hard, um, they just dropped away. Now, as, as is always the case here at Hungary, there's always a high number of finishes here, which is surprising considering how demanding the circuit is. But we had 18 of the 22 starters finish today. But saying that, Ian, you had the impression really that the, the back half of the finishers, if you like, were just sort of scratching around, trying to get a finish, trying to bring the car home after 70 long laps. For example, the Red Bulls, Mark Webber was ninth and David Coulthard 11th. And they both said that, yeah, they, they stopped three times. The handling was inconsistent on each different, in each set of tyres. 
Uh, David Coulthard said, I just brought the car home. Mark Webber said, finishing ninth, it was the best I could do. That, I, I would think, is a summary for just about everybody from about ninth place down to Rubens Barrichello in 18th. Yeah, I, I, there is a bit of a mitigating circumstance in that, Morris, in that all of those cars were at least one lap behind. And when you have to keep moving over for the, for the leaders coming past, and you do have to make a deliberate move to get out of the way, you just go out on the dirt and you pick up so much dirt on your tyres that actually the thing, the handling is going to be terribly inconsistent. And, you know, the, the quick boys are actually start, starting to lap the field after 20, 25 laps um, or around the first pit stop time and it just makes it impossible for the guys at the back you can't get any consistency you'll lose five or six seconds every time you stop to let you and, and I'm I really do mean stop to let somebody come past that that's the damage that's that's being done then you take three laps to clean the tires up again and it just becomes an absolute nightmare and, you know you'd almost pray to retire <laughs> actually I guess that's what happened there was one very dramatic moment for Lewis Hamilton when he was coming down the main straight and Takuma Sato was emerging from the pits and not ordinarily uh, you would have seen Lewis Hamilton run around the outside of the Super Aguri but he, he suddenly thought no no I'm not going to do that because uh, if I do I'm going to get dirt on my tyres uh, Raikkonen is right behind me and he almost went into the back of the Super Aguri but that's what he was doing wasn't it just staying on the racing line yeah that's it you, you, you've got about a margin of six inches of, of error either way left or right off the racing line more than that and you're, you're in trouble um, it's, it's one of those circuits it's, it's a nice place to go um, but to be honest, we never get a terribly exciting race here unless unless it rains, which it doesn't rain often enough. Um, it's just one of those races you want to get off the calendar, out of the way and move on. And let's face it, we're off to some great circuits now. Yes, indeed we are, Ian, and uh, we'll just have a little look at the championship next. So after 11 rounds of the championship, the, the table looks like this. Lewis Hamilton is on top still with 80 points, having eased ahead uh, of Fernando Alonso, who's on 73. Kimi Raikkonen's strong second place and the eight points that came with it moved him into third ahead of Massa again. He's on 60 points and Massa is on 59. So in six rounds remaining, uh, it, it seems that Hamilton and Alonso, the McLarens are looking strong and Raikkonen's sort of edged a bit closer. But everybody really is still in it because it is so so touch and go. I wouldn't like to say whether McLaren or Ferrari are going to be better, for example, in Turkey or Monza or Spa. So it still is wide open. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. I, I still think Ferrari are in with a very good good shout. They, their car is certainly better on the quicker circuits we've uh, we've seen that during the course of the year I'm sure you know M McLaren have have got their car I think a, a lot better of an all-round car than uh, than it was but I think still think that Ferrari probably got the edge on them for pace where Ferrari aren't as good as we traditionally expect them to be is actually tactically and and quite as tightly managed as, as they were under the old hierarchy of you know Ross Braun and, and Michael Schumacher really it doesn't seem like quite the tight package that it was um, and, and McLaren have tightened up in, the, in that aspect and, and they needed to to be honest um, so I think you know six races what is it 20 points between Hamilton and Raikkonen 
Mm. It's two wins if somebody doesn't finish. Um, yeah, the one thing that we have to say and praise McLaren for this year has been their reliability because that's been their Achilles heel for the last couple of years. And I think the reason why Raikkonen is now sitting in a Ferrari rather than leading the championship in a, in a McLaren because he had such horrendous reliability over the last couple of years. McLaren's reliability this year has been exceptional. Um, and that maybe that's going to make the difference. But remember, we've got Monza to come in a couple of races time and anything can happen there can't it indeed it can Ian and of course the next round we've got a bit of a short summer break now so the next round round 12 will be the Turkish Grand Prix in three weeks time uh, Guardian Unlimited and the Formula 1 show will be there as ever please tune in then to find out what happens in this next great adventure of the fantastic 2007 Formula 1 series but until then remember keep the revs up drive safely this is Morris Hamilton saying cheerio and thanks for joining us Guardian Unlimited.